Amen. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. As you can see, we are back. Everything turned out great. Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for your prayers. If you can grab your Bibles and open them up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 for our study this morning. We are going to finish this chapter, and I'm excited about what the Lord has to say to the church this morning. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's pray one more time. Lord God, give us ears to hear what your Spirit is saying to the church today, Lord. Give us a mind to understand the truths and the principles of your word. And Lord, give us a heart to receive it all and put it into our daily lives to practice these things and not just hear. And Lord, I pray that you continue to flood this place with a strong sense of your presence, Lord. And that you would use this time for us to change, to grow, to become more like you. So anoint this time. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I read about this little boy who badly misbehaved and he was sent to his room by his mother. And then a few minutes later, he came back down to inform his mother that he had thought about it and prayed to the Lord. Well, the mom was surprisingly touched, and she said, Oh, honey, I, 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 I know that, know this, that when you ask God to help you, He will give you the strength to be a good little boy. Oh, no, said the little boy. I didn't ask God to help me be a good boy. I asked God to help you to put up with me. Well, at least he prayed for his mother and practiced intercessory prayer. You know, I was thinking this, this summer, and almost every year I think about how this summertime uh, is the anniversary of my birth in Jesus Christ. And it's been 44 years for me now. Or 40, yeah, uh, 44 years. No, 46, I'm sorry. 46 years. So, long time. But you know what I think about is how it came to pass because there was a family on our street They were praying for all the kids to come to the Lord, a Christian family. And many kids did, and I am one of them, and I'm here because of that. And so we know how powerful prayer is, and we know the effect of intercessory prayer. And uh, we we need to get into that. And I don't know if if you guys are, are praying as much as you should for other people, but I believe God is speaking to us today to urge us, to encourage us to get into intercessory prayer because it's a powerful way that we can affect others. S.D. Gordon said, The greatest thing anyone can do for God and for man is to pray. Well, today we are going to return to our study in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and we're going to finish off this chapter. And here we see how Paul, he praise for the Thessalonian believers and how he gives his heart to pray and he gives the powerful prayer support. And that's the title of our message this morning, the powerful prayer support. We're going to be studying 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 9 through 13, finishing the chapter today. And we're going to see three ways that Paul prays for the believers here. Paul prays for, number one, for faith to grow more. Paul prays for love to flow more. And number three, Paul prays for strength to show more. 
So uh, those are the three things he prays for. And you know what? This morning, our headings are going to be our points this morning. But I really believe that we can turn these headings into prayer points and use that in, to inspire us to even pray for other people in this way. So let's begin here. Number one, for faith to grow more. For faith to grow more. We're going to take a look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. The first two verses we're looking at this morning, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10. It says here, For what thanksgiving can we return for God for you? To God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. And we'll stop right there. So we begin here. Paul is writing for what thanksgiving. He's so thankful to God for these Thessalonian believers. And he's filled with joy, he says, for all the joy we feel for you guys, for your sake, for you guys. That we're feeling all this thanksgiving and joy. You know what he's talking about. He's, this is connecting to us what we saw last time, right? Remember he sent Timothy to see what's going on in the church there. There's been a lot of things, trouble going on with them. And he gets the report back that they are doing good. They're shaken, but they're still standing. That was the title of our message last time. So he's continuing here saying, oh, we're so thankful for that news. We're so thankful to hear. And it fills us with joy that you guys, though you're shaking with the trouble, you're still standing. And then he goes on to tell them, so we pray earnestly he continues to pray night and day here now the word earnestly here is the word hyper persis or persis and that word it means abundantly so he prays abundantly day and night It, it also means over and above they're praying over and above more than maybe what is normal. But there you can see by even the three words, day and night, right? They're continually in prayer and interceding for them in prayer. And so what does he pray about? Well, here he says in verse 10, that we may see you face to face. So again, the longing of his heart that we've been reading and studying about how he wants to be with them. He wants to go and see them. But remember, Satan hindered them. He couldn't. But he's still praying for that time. And with that prayer, he wants to see them face to face. He adds this, and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now the NLT puts it, to fill gaps in your faith. And that's really true to what the original language is saying. To fill in the holes. To come there and help them with their faith. And even if he doesn't get there, he is still praying day and night over and above. He is praying that their faith, the gaps in their faith would be filled. And I, I love that thought there. So we see Paul, first of all, he prays for faith to grow more. Now, we know that we can always use more faith, right? Someone said, the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. I like that. And I think in the area of faith, we can always grow. And so here, Paul is still praying. Paul is still praying that that the holes in their faith, the gaps there, that that would be filled. So, as our headiness This is what Paul prays. He prays for faith to grow more. 
You know, just this last week, last Tuesday, a friend of mine, he pastors of Calvary Chapel Hilo, he sent me a text. And in the text, three words really touched my heart. And what he wrote in his text was, praying for you. And that really moved upon my heart. Because, you know, contrary to maybe common belief, pastors need prayer too. You know, my prayer, uh, my, my faith gets stretched. Yeah, I have places where my faith is weak and, and I, get, I doubt God and I'm filled with fear or worry. I, 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 as a person, I find myself that I need to be encouraged also. And there's holes in my faith too. There's gaps and places where my faith needs to be filled too. And so this is Paul. He understands that he knows that Thessalonians, they're facing situations. They're going through troubles. And there is a need to pray for God to help their faith. And Paul prays for faith to grow more. Listen, let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you, you can raise your hand. How many of you can say, I have enough faith? Right? Nobody, right? No hand is going up because we all need help in our faith. And whenever we go through troubling times, whenever we go through those trials, what happens? Our, our faith is being stretched, right? Our faith is being pulled. And, and, and some of us in certain areas, depending on what that subject or trouble is, maybe it, it, it's all, we feel like it's almost breaking it. And so we need prayer. We need prayer and help for that faith to help us that we may grow and get stronger. You know, faith is really like a muscle if you think about it. It needs to be stretched. And just like we go work out and, and exercise and we stretch our muscles, you know, we get stronger, right? So many times the troubles that come along and many times there's things that God allows because our faith needs to be stretched in that area. And as our faith is stretched in that area, know that your faith will grow. And God has allowed that in that way. But in that, in those times, I'll tell you what, I'm so grateful when I know someone's praying for me because it's not just me, right? And I need that help. So Paul prays for faith to grow more for these Thessalonians. And let that be a prayer point, you guys, for, one, for each other, for one another, that we would pray for each other, that faith would grow more in what they're going through. Of course we pray for the situation. Of course we pray for healing or whatever that is or whatever they're under going through. But you know what? I think one of the biggest things in understanding how God works through trials and troubles that we should pray for each other for faith to grow more. And let me say this. It's not so much that we pray to have great faith, but to have faith in a great God. That's what it's about. And you know what? I want to pray for you guys right now. I want to stop for just a moment here. I want you to all close your eyes right now. And I want to pray for you. Lord God, we need more faith. There's holes in our faith, God. There's gaps where we need to be filled. And God, I pray for everyone here, people who are connected online, that you would strengthen their faith in those gaps, Lord. That you would grow us in our faith. That we would have great faith in a great God who can do all things, who can do them possible. So I pray right now for everyone here and online that you would touch them and grow their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's make that a prayer point. 
Let's pray for faith to grow more. Let's go on to number two here in this powerful prayer support. Paul now prays for number two, for love to flow more. For love to flow more. And this is verse 11 and 12. So let's take a look at this. Now Paul writes here now. May our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. We'll stop there. So here, Paul is writing once again in verse 11 that he he says, Now may our God and Father, may he direct our way to you. Again, his longing to be with them. And why does he want to be with them? Because he loves them, right? He cares deeply for them. And out of that love now, he goes on to verse 12, and he prays for that love to flow more even in these guys. As he, as he says in verse 12, just as we love you guys, I want to pray that this love flows in you guys. Now he says it this way, he says in verse 12, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. The word love here is the agape Right? It's that unconditional love. It's, it's that love from God that He fills us and then we give to others. So He's praying that that love would, uh, that the Lord would make you increase in that love. The word increase in the original language means more than enough. And then the word abound here in love is actually the, the, the same word we saw back in verse 10. When he said, as we pray most earnestly. And so that it's a, the basic word it is. It means it's per, perisos. And it means to be abundant. To abound as it's translated here. It means over and above. May you have over and above love. And to me, my mind goes to overflow. May our love, may we have not just more than enough. But Paul says, may it overflow. And, and in my mind, I think of, you, you know, when you have a glass, you know, and someone comes with a picture, pitcher of water, and they say, what do they say? Say when. And I never understood why, why, why you say when. But anyway, I grew up that way, right? So you have a glass and pitcher of water, and they bring a pitcher of water, and they start pouring. They say, they say when, and you say when, and then they keep pouring a little more, and then they stop. Well, that's more than enough, right? Oh, thank you. Well, that's more than enough that I wanted, but I get a little extra now. But say they're pouring the water in the glass, but they keep pouring. You're saying when, when. And I remember I, I used to joke with people and just keep pouring, pouring. Down. I said when, you know, kind of thing. But you keep pouring, and they keep pouring, and, they, and the water keeps flowing. And what happens if you keep pouring? It gets to the brim of the glass, right? And then it starts to overflow, and the water dribbles down the sides of the glass onto the table, and it puddles up there, and it's overflowing in that sense. Well, that's what I picture here. That's what I see Paul praying right here for love to flow more, to overflow our cup, our heart, our being. Now understand, remember how the Thessalonian believers, they are under much persecution. I mean, I've been saying that almost every week when we're in Thessalonians, right? And you guys, yeah, yeah, Pastor Rick, I'm tired of that. But I don't want to remind you again, right? There's a lot of persecution going. Paul had to flee the city because of that. There was not much love flowing there, right? There's a lot of animosity going on. And then these Jewish leaders who incited a mob to get him out of town, they come in after Paul leaves and they start accusing him of things, talking stink about him, talking behind his back, trying to put him down, criticizing him and all that. 
not too much love flowing there, right? And could you imagine in that atmosphere, maybe that, you know, maybe some of the church and believers or maybe even the believers to unbelievers or even to these enemies of Christ saying these things, they started to feel these things and not a lot of love was flowing there. I don't know why when I was thinking about this, I thought about, you know, if they had Facebook back then, it'd probably be like what I see a lot on Facebook or social media, right? And there's like a lot of stuff going on out there in the Facebook social media universe, you know, with everything going on. But I can imagine that there probably wasn't much love flowing there. So Paul prays that their love would overflow in the midst of all this is going on. And as again, that's our heading, that's our point, that's what Paul prays for. Paul prays for love to flow more. You know, I was reading how this whole COVID situation we're in is bringing about much stress and anxiety. I, I, I read in this article that one-third of Americans are experiencing, and I quote, unbearable stress, anxiety, and sadness during the pandemic. And maybe you guys are feeling that now. I mean, I've, I'm feeling some things like that. I don't know about you guys. The unknown, what's going to happen in the future. How about our jobs? How about our economy? All this stuff, right? And there's some fear of this sickness and the rise of cases right now in our own state, right? So there's anxiety, anxiety going on. And you know what? Along with that, in this other article, I read about how this writer, writer said, in the past 10 years, he only lost it in anger once. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty good guy. But then he goes on and he writes, in the past six months, since the pandemic started, he lost count how many times he's blown up in anger at someone. So we understand the stress, the worry, the fear. It can cause this anger, this animosity to come out. And we understand, right, that a lot of times stressful times, the worst of times, bring the, brings out the worst of us, right, out, out here. Well, like Paul, let's bring in this prayer point for one another, you guys. Let's pray for love to flow more. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're connected online. and You know what I'm talking about. It's been stressful. It's been hard. And that's bringing out this, this, this animosity, this anger. You're short-tempered. You're, 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 you're short-fused. But we got to pray for one another that love would flow more at these times. We need that. We need that help. And you know, agape love, we cannot generate it ourselves. It can only come from God. And so we need to pray. This is a spiritual work to do. That, that love, God's love will flow in us and overflow us and give us more than enough that it can come out to others in these times. Oswald Chambers once said, God never gives us disconcern or discernment in order that we may criticize, but that we may intercede. And I love that thought. We may see things in someone. It's easy for us to jump on that bandwagon and, yeah, start. But you know what? I don't want to go there. I want to intercede for that person. So let's battle together in prayer, not against each other. Let's battle for one another in prayer, not against each other. And that's how we can let love flow more. Close your eyes. Lord God, I want to stop 
and pray for everyone here and anyone connected online, God, that you would fill us with an overflowing cup of your love. God, we want to pray right now. I want to pray right now and battle on my knees, God. It's a spiritual war and battle that's going out there. There's darkness and the enemy wants to bring in division and discouragement and divide us in our relationships. But God, this is a time for us for agape love to flow more. And that's what I pray for each one of us right now. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So no, these are great prayer points. I hope it will freshen up how you pray for one another. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Like how Paul prays for faith to grow more. And Paul prays for love to flow more. And let's look at the third and final thing this morning. For strength to show more. Paul prays for strength to show more. And let me explain. Well, let's look at this verse here. Verse 13. Paul writes, So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. All right. In this last verse now, Paul is going on, right, talking about what he's praying for. I mean, think about it this way. Way back in verse 10, he says, as we pray most earnestly day and night. He's praying abundantly, overflow. He's praying that God may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. Let's think about that for a moment. Now, when he says establish, now, this word means to put up a support. It means to strengthen. It's actually the same word we saw in verse 2 at the end, if you remember, if you look up there, where Paul sends Timothy to establish and exhort you in your faith. And you remember that was to shore up their faith. So now he prays here, he's praying to the Lord, he's praying for the Thessalonian believers that, that God may shore up, strengthen your hearts. Who you are, really. Your heart and why you do what you do and what motivates you and what drives you. And that your heart would be blameless. Now, blameless doesn't mean we're sinless. It means generally in our conduct, we live a godly life. That, that's the idea. It's not that we're perfect. But in general, and how we carry ourselves and the things, the decisions we make and what we do, it is blameless. And in holiness, speaks of holiness, right? Godliness, in our moral purity, in, in, in how we think, it, in, in, in the, it drives us in what we do. And that's why we're blameless in that sense. And so if you really look at this, he is talking about our strength of character. So think about it that way, that we would have strength of character and godliness before the Lord. So in our heart, blameless, holiness, that's what Paul is saying, that he's praying you guys would be strengthened in your character in a godly manner in that way. And he's praying that that would be seen now, the rest of the verse says, before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all the saints. And I believe he's talking about here the rapture. I believe when Jesus comes, may God see that strength of godly character in us. May that show in us when he returns. Because when he returns and he brings all the Christians together and he brings the Christians with them, we're going to what? Stand before the Bema seat of Christ, right? the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to get our rewards. And so, 
Paul's saying, may God, may Jesus see that strength of godly character in us. So he prays that that would happen. I, I think about Jesus in Luke chapter 18. You know, he's talking about prayer. He's talking about going, ask, seek, knock, keep asking and seeking. And then he, and, and he tells that story, right, about the, the, the woman who, who went to the judge and kept after the judge. Well, you know, after that whole thing, Jesus says this. When the Son of Man returns, this is Luke 18, 8, will he find faith on earth? Now, will he find people who really seek God, who are really praying? Will he find people walking in that sense? And so this is what Paul's talking about. This is what Paul is praying that I'm praying for you guys, for strength to show more, for the strength of character to show more. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, well, now, doesn't, I, I know that, that, um, that God's going to be working in our life when he returns, right? Why do we really need to pray? Right? I, I mean, we know, Jude, you know, said, uh, says in, I think, Jude 24, you know, uh, now to him, you know, who could keep us from falling, you know, when he comes. Uh, even, right, in, um, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, right? We know what that says. It says, uh, and I am sure of this, Paul writes, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion, when? At the day of Jesus Christ. So why is Paul even praying here in 1 Thessalonians 3? Why do we even need to pray? Or, or, or maybe you're thinking about this. I mean, we, I, I don't know about you, but I, I try and think this out because logically I'm thinking, wait, Lord, I, I don't understand. I mean, why do we even pray? I mean, God, you're omniscient, right? He knows all things. Matter of fact, in, uh, didn't Jesus say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, your father knows what you need even before you ask him. And that's comforting. But do we need to pray then? I mean, uh, I mean, he knows our prayers. Yeah, he just reads my mind and I'm okay with that. So why pray if God controls everything? Why pray if he promises to complete me when he comes, right, and, and takes me home? Why pray if he knows what I'm going to pray? Well, let me give you four reasons why pray. First of all, because you know what? God asks us to pray. God asked us to pray. We are to be obedient to Him. He said to pray many times in Scripture. And, and, and we all know this one, right? Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplications, which is prayer, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to who? God. God asks us to pray. And so we are to pray. We are to be obedient to Him in prayer. Are you being obedient to God? We don't want to sin. We don't want to do those bad things. We don't want to do our old life kind of stuff. And, and you guys are good at not doing that. But how about prayer? Are you being obedient to the Lord who is calling you and asking you to pray. Why pray? God asks us to pray. Number two, God speaks to us in prayer. He speaks back to us in prayer. We talk to Him. You know what? God talks to us. Uh, Remember in Luke 6, it's verse 12 and 13. You know what? Jesus prayed all night before choosing the disciples. I believe he prayed, and even as an example to us, he prayed to the Father. Father told him who to pick as the disciples. 
God guides us in our prayers. There's so much scripture in that, right? About God speaking to us, guiding us, the Spirit guiding us. And that's done through prayer. And, and to me, this speaks about this. Our uh, life with God, it's about a relationship. It's not a religion. It's not, okay, we've got to do our prayers and we've got to go through our lists and stuff or bow our heads and we'll recite our prayers. No, it's about us talking to God. And God talks to us and it's about a relationship with God. That's why we pray. Yes, He knows what we, we're going to pray before we pray. But He just doesn't leave it at that. He could have, but He wants to have this relationship with us. Right? My wife asked me, Oh, what do you want to eat for dinner? I said, Well, what do you want to eat? <laughs> um, what, do, what do we have? And we talk about it, right? She just doesn't make something. No, I, I knew what you want. And then every day is like that. No, we have a relationship. We talk with one another. And listen, if Jesus thought it was worthwhile to pray, we should pray too, right? Why pray? Because God asks us to pray. God speaks to us in prayer. Why pray? Because number three, God gives us strength in prayer. There's a connection we get with the Lord. Psalm 10 verse 17 says, O Lord, you hear the desires of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear. Isn't that great to know when we go to the Lord in prayer, there's a spiritual work that happens. It's not just some ritual again. It's not some religion, but we connect with God. I don't know about you guys, when we worship here at church together, there's this connection. And, and you know, and my wife, we were watching a live stream um, uh, last Sunday, and um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was good. Um, my wife actually said, can you turn it up? I don't want to be the only one singing. Well, I was like, well, I'm kind of singing. But, you know, she wanted it, you know, up. So we felt like we we're with you. But there's something different when we're together and we're just singing, you know. There's a spiritual work that happens because God comes and he connects. And I don't mean he does it when we're alone or we're in our prayer. But I'm trying to give you a picture of what we feel here on Sunday mornings together. That's what God wants to connect with us in that way in prayer. So that's why we pray. God gives us strength in prayer. He connects us. And number four, God desires we intercede for one another. And this really brings us back to really our subject this morning. That we would pray, that we would intercede with one another. First Timothy two one, Paul writes, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. So God wants us to pray and not only our only needs, but He wants us to pray for one another. We need to be praying for each one another in our church. We need to pray for our neighborhood, the kids in our neighborhood, like someone was doing for me. We need to pray for, for our family and our relatives who don't know Jesus Christ. You know, we need to pray for our leaders in our federal government, in our state government. We need to pray for Victorino, Mayor Victorino, because we were just talking about the other day. I was talking with someone how hard it must be. I mean, people want this, people want that, that. There's two sides and all this stuff. There's this craziness going on. On, right? We need to pray. God gives them wisdom to lead us through this time. So we need to intercede. And that's what Paul is saying in 1 Timothy 2.1. Actually, we moved into praying for our leaders. 
So you see why Paul prays, right? For strength of character, godly character, and that that would show more and more in their life. So our heading, our last point, Paul prays for strength of character to show more. Paul prays for strength of character to show more. Let this be a prayer point for all of us, you guys, as we pray for one another. Some of you guys say, oh, I don't know what to pray. Well, there's a lot of things you could pray for. You could praise the scripture, what you're reading. Well, I don't know what to pray for this other person. Well, pray for whatever their prayer request is. But you know what? We can pray these things we're studying right now. Most of all, let's pray for strength to show more, for the strength of godly character to show more. Isn't that a great way to pray for someone? You know, I know this young man, he's, and, and, and I love him because he's not a typical, uh, uh, he's between 20 and 30, but, you know, he's, he's, he's not a typical person. He loves his wife. He loves his kids deeply, his two daughters. And you know what? He loves Jesus. And I love being around him because no matter what the conversation is, it always drifts to Jesus Christ. It always drifts to things about God. Right? Sometimes our conversations go the other way. Yeah? But this person, I highly respect, and he and even inspires me. He's way younger than me, but he inspires me, and I pray that I would have more of that kind, that kind of character. Let me tell you, sadly, the world is changing. In a very recent uh, survey by George Barna, it says that six out of ten Americans believe, and I quote, identifying moral truth is up to each individual. The world is changing. And he, and he, uh, he also says that six out of ten say God is not the basis of truth. They're saying, they believe this, I quote, no moral absolutes, there are no moral absolutes that apply to everyone all the time. And let me tell you what shocked me about this, this survey, this report, is most of these people who said this, they claim to be born-again Christians. That's our world. That, that's what's going on right now in our lifetime. And I believe it's a sign of the end times. Take a moment, turn over to 2 Timothy 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I want you to see this. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Look at verse 3 and 4. 2 Timothy verse 3 and 4. It says this. Verse 3. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. You know what that's talking about? The word of God. The truth of God. The absolute truth which is God's word. They're not going to endure sound teaching, but having itching ears. What's itching ears? When you got a little bug in there? No. It's one only wanting to hear what you want. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. All they want to hear is what they want to hear. What they think is true. Their opinion, not the true truth. So they're going to look for people that are saying what they want, and that's who they're going to hold to and say, well, that's, see, that's what's true. And then look at verse 4. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths, what's not true. You guys, Paul wrote this, talking about the end times. 
Paul just wrote back in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. He's praying, right, for the Thessalonian believers to have a strength of character, blameless and holiness, and with that heart, right? Before God, when Christ comes back. Because he knows if you attach it to what we're looking at here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he knows at the end, people are going to go away from what's really true. They're going to drift away. So Paul intercedes because by the time Jesus returns, by the time like we're in today, people will stray. So you guys, let's pray for one another. It's easy to stray. The, 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 everything's different right now, you guys. The church is different. There's things that are going on in the church body in general that are beginning to divide it even. We need to pray that, that all believers would not stray, but have strength to show more, strength of character of who they are in Christ Jesus. And you know what? In the end, I don't want to be one of these predicted people, right? No, I want to be if the remnant, and I believe it's going to be a remnant. I believe I want to be that. Lord, I pray for everyone here and everyone connected, God, that we would have strength, Lord, of character and show that more. That we would not go backwards, that we would not drift, but we would move forward and stand strong in your word and in your principles. In Jesus' name. You guys, as we come to a close, you and I, we all face much. Life is troublesome already. The world we live in brings us all kinds of different things. And then on top of it, what we're going through, what this world is going through with this pandemic, right? it's causing a lot of other things. We don't know the future. We don't know what's going to go on. These are unprecedented times. We all face a lot. We need God's help. And I speak to anyone here also. If you have not received Jesus Christ, know that he loves you. He wants to work that work of faith. He wants to put love in you. Maybe you've been struggling with that and you know you're out of control with your anger and you need that love. And maybe you've seen the truth now about Jesus, that he died on a cross, rose again from the dead, and he loves you and he died for your sins. Guys, we we hold on to that. And if you never, never gave your life to Christ, this is the time. Just pray. Ask him to forgive you, to cleanse you. Ask him to come into your life to save you and fill you with new life and the Holy Spirit. That's all you need to do. We need God. I need God, you guys. We need to pray for each other. We need God. I need all the help I can get. I was thinking, I'll close with this, like this woman who prayed. And we all all need help, right, from God. And this woman, she prayed this. Dear Lord, so far everything has gone well today. I have been patient. I have been thoughtful of others. I have put others first. I have not gossiped, been greedy, grumpy, Nasty, selfish, or self-indulgent. I have not lost my temper or been too harsh. I have not whined, complained, cursed. I have not eaten any chocolate. (laughs) However, Lord, in just a few minutes, I will be getting out of bed, and I will need all the help 
I can get. <laughs> Amen? Amen. I need all the help. So let's pray. Yeah? We all need help from God. So let's pray for one another, for faith to grow more, for love to flow more, for strength to show more. And that way we'll be giving each other the powerful prayer support. Let's pray. God, thank you for being in our lives, Lord. Thank you in all we do and as we try and do our best, God. Thank you that, that you're here, Lord, and you help us. And in this area of intercessory prayer, Lord, help us to be better at that, God. Help us to be real with that, with one another, and help us to love one another in that by, by praying for each other's faith and love and strength and character, God. And Lord, you are coming soon. Lord, I, I believe it could be any day now, Lord. Things are, are set up, God. Things are getting closer and closer for that moment and for those things of the end times prophecy. Lord, I, I see it, Lord. We see it on the horizon so you can come and take us home anytime in the rapture. And Lord, may we be found to be people who pray. May we be found to be the ones with faith. May we commit this morning to pray more as we see your soon coming. In Jesus' name, amen.